how can you be that bad at drafting a freaking quarterback? I mean, come on. I, th- and Spurgeon win, by the way. That was Brady's draft class. That was, yep. That was Brady's draft so class. So they passed on Tom Brady. They passed on, well, I mean, that so did 30 other teams. <laughs> 31. And, no, 30. The Houston Texans weren't yet a team, right? There were only 31 teams in the NFL in 2000. So weird. But you got to multiply that by seven. Yeah. The amount of picks. Yep. So I mean, <laughs> that's insane. Rounds. Number of rounds. Yeah. Number of rounds, yeah. But I'm saying the number of picks in that round. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes down to the Browns, they just have uh, definitely trouble um, when it comes down to, you know, finding talent, finding a quarterback. They might find it this year, but I don't believe they will. Um, they'll find a way to screw it up. Um, but they just haven't been on the, a consistency basis. Um, they've been consistently bad, if anything. Um, they need to get back to, you know, what matters most. And what matters most is, um, you know, finding the rhythm in their organization and recognizing that they need talent and elite players to actually make a play in the, you know, the AFC, um, in, in, in their own division, uh, mm-hmm. the AFC North. Um, they, they have to really start competing or, or else they're just going to be in shambles for the entire organization. Like the, the history of the organization has been terrible, and, and they've gone after questionable players. They've gone after backups, which shouldn't even belong in the NFL. Like Jason Campbell, he shouldn't even been in like Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. I mean, you look at Wait, Jake Delhomme well, after you know Carolina. Right. I mean, these guys are coming off like awful stints. Delhomme. Delhomme was kind of good for. I mean, he, he was went to, all right. He went to a Super Bowl with the Panthers. Yeah, and he went to what with the Browns. Nowhere. Well, that, that, that's Down the crapper. Like, well, Austin Davis hey, the, was so bad. The Browns will just kill your career. That's the that's the since ninety nine. I mean, Colt Kill, Ma- killing QB career since nineteen ninety nine. You you can go down the line like that Colt- should be their slogan on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> like, like, like Colt McCoy. I might go edit that right now. You do it right nope. now. Go hey, at Wikipedia's. It. Hey, that's always an option. But guys, Col- Colt McCoy was actually pretty good with the University of Texas. Um, so I mean, there, there's did he been... even really play with them? He, he did. For yeah, like he a did. Season and a half. He played for a season. Like I'm just saying, he he looked good. Johnny oh. Manziel. I'll play good for Texas A&M. And, and, and the great thing here, look, I mean, they we know now that Brock Osweiler, that deal, he's not going to stay in Cleveland. They just released RG3. Maybe. So, I mean, that's at least the plan. Right. So, the Browns are still in play. Let me ask Potentially you for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Initially, when they acquired Brock Osweiler, I thought to myself, oh, well, there goes Jimmy. They don't want Brock Osweiler. I, I they do. just got rid of RG3. Soon, They're still in play for Jimmy As soon G. as I saw the press conference where they were more excited about the draft pick. You knew right yeah. there. <laughs> You're like, they're, they're not keeping this guy. And at the time... My first reaction, I'm sure all of us had the same reaction, is what the hell are the Browns doing? And then after about a few hours went by, about three or four hours, and I read about what they were actually trying to do, I thought, damn, that's actually kind of smart. Yeah, actually, that's uh, actually kind of smart. That's actually a good move we're, we're by just, the Browns. We'll, I, th- we'll, I think we'll it's take, smarter by the Brock Texans. But. It's, it's smart by both sides. It's the Browns basically saying, fine, we'll buy a second-round pick for $16 million, and... If worst case scenario, if that happens, we'll just cut Brock Osweiler. Shouldn't Bill Bill eat the sixteen million Bill dollars and keep that pick? Do that. Just spend money to get draft picks. But the difference is for <laughs> for a team that is actually trying to compete, the salary cap implications are important. For well, no, I'm like, just saying, just spend money. Just like that out seems of his like pocket. Belichick would do. Yeah, something out. Of, and but then, he and doesn't have half like round picks. Browns. Can we have like three third round picks for like five picks. million dollars? This is essentially what that was. <laughs> and since they have a hundred million dollars in cap space, since sixteen million dollars against their cap and dead money doesn't mean anything, they were like, whatever, f it, we'll do it. Yeah, and, and it looks like it might, for the time being, work out for them if they do end up 
uh, not just releasing Brock Osweiler, but if they do do that thing that we were talking about where they take his $16 million base salary, convert, let's say, half of that into a signing bonus to reduce his base, that obviously becomes a lot more attractive for other trade partners. Yeah, now the they're looking as at, a backup too. Yeah, yeah they're like looking at a guy. A they're looking at a guy that'll be like not making sixteen million dollars in base salary. Maybe even trade like, him to the know, Denver Broncos. Something like eight or nine million dollars <laughs> base salary. That's a lot more attractive. Imagine how funny that would be if they traded him to the Broncos. To Denver. I, I'd like to see Brock Osweiler play for the Cleveland Browns and just have a bad. Bad time there. I mean, Cleveland's just going to be bad for a while. They're not going to be good anytime right. soon. And they're not going to compete. And right. they got to get rid of those uniforms. Those things are freaking ugly. The, the, their their the logo is a brown helmet. It's like, so ugly. Like, what is a brown? It's a dog. Like It's a pug, kind of. So I, they call it dog pound for a reason. Yeah, that's true. It, it's because a, a, uh, the Browns is literally like a pug. Um, but, I mean... They're just a troubling franchise. I mean, you know, tip of the cap to them for actually coming up with like one of the best moves in and NFL trying to help history. another team out. You know, well, I'm saying like that was one of the best trades in NFL history, and the Cleveland Browns were a part of it. Yeah, like that's saying something. Well, I mean, well, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's one of the best. Tra- I mean, let's see. What if that second round pick turns into something? I mean, their defense I'm, could be actually pretty good. That if year. that second round pick turns into like the next Tom Brady. Then you can say, yeah, it was one of the best trades in NFL history. For the time being, I what, mean, what if Chandler Jones. Is it the ballsiest and most unconventional oh, sorry, trade? Jamie Collins. What if Jamie Collins tells Dante Hightower to go over to the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. That, that defense would. That defense would look nice. Would look pretty good. Because they also they have. They got uh, work on that They offense. have one of the corners. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Hayden? There, Joe Hayden. There we go. Yeah, and they're adding stuff in free agency as well. They're kind of. Actually, they're doing a pretty good job with the um, the offensive line. They signed like the top two guards. They did. Um, so th- they're looking to build that offense. And you know what better way to do it by you know st- stocking on uh, draft picks right. for the next couple of drafts. I mean, they're not going to compete in the AFC North no. for a while anyway. Well, I mean, once Ben Roethlisberger, right? You, know, you have to wait for books, him. You yeah. have to wait. Well, we don't even know if he, like didn't he say that he might retire? I, I'm not buying yeah, it. Yeah, but, but he has saying. one more year on his contract. I think yes, he's going to retire. But after even the if next he's season. not the quarterback, they still have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. So, but yeah, they but just but lost Marcus Wheaton, who I, I know he's like the fourth guy on their watch. Right, <laughs> but he's he's a good receiver actually, Marcus Wheaton. Okay, not a bad guy to have. But yeah, you still have Antonio <laughs> Brown. You they uh, did they franchise Le'Veon Bell? Yes. So they have him. They, had the, they had the Ravens. If Martavis Bryant could just stop smoking weed, well, they have uh, him. Ravens are going to be interesting because they signed Woodhead. Yep. Um, so now they have Kenneth Dixon and Danny Woodhead out of the backfield. But Dixon's has a four-game suspension due to um, no, he doesn't. Yeah, PED use. Yeah, it, it came out this week. He ha- he has been suspended because of um, steroids. So maybe that's why they went on God Danny Amendola, or I'm sorry, Danny, Danny Woodhead. Woodhead. Um, so, so when it comes down to like you know the AFC uh, North, I mean the Cleveland Browns are gonna have a, a troubling time because you know teams like the Ravens and for the you know the moment um, the Steelers are really gonna give them a run. So I think the best way to do it is trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and then you go out and get that defensive end from Texas A&M with yeah. the number one pick. And then you just keep building offense through the draft and, and next year's draft. That's exactly what their plan is, I yeah. think, because they are not going forward with Brock Osweiler, as we said. They just no. released RG3. They need a quarterback. Yeah. And I think Jimmy G is the guy that they are eyeing. 
And can, look, can you imagine if like <laughs> if the Patriots help out the Browns to turn around their franchise with Jimmy Garoppolo being the starting quarterback and he just goes off in Cleveland and turns that franchise around like LeBron James esque, like literally turns that. I mean, like, city. just to take a quote from, like, uh, Anchorman, uh, that would be amazing. I'm no, not even mad. I'm not even mad. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm impressed. That's, that's, that's actually amazing. <laughs> wow. It's like, like, that would actually be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It's right? like, then the Patriots can be credited with, like, oh, my God, they, like, indirectly influenced the Cleveland Browns and actually made that team good. And, look, we've talked about the pipeline between the Browns and the Patriots and, and all the players that have gone back and forth. Mingo and Jamie Collins and... Dion Lewis, although I don't think I don't think he came directly from the Browns. I think he went somewhere else. No, first, Philadelphia. But but, but yep. the point is, there's been a little bit of, of a pipeline there between the Browns and the Patriots. Obviously, going back to Bill Belichick's days with the Browns back then. Then he has the connection with Mike Lombardi, who uh, uh, also has connections to the Browns. I know that played a little bit of a factor there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I honestly would not rule out Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Browns for the number twelve pick or any other picks that the Cleveland Browns have stockpiled here in the next few years. No, I just I think it's funny the correlation with the Patriots and the Browns, like you said. Um, there's a lot of uh, I guess comparisons um, in regards to like Bill Belichick kind of still running that show. It seems like like the, now looking at it, like the the Browns actually had their head on track and they're heading towards a, a bright future. But it took them a while to really realize that hey, we gotta start like rebuilding. We haven't been rebuilding. We've been like just put in a dumpster and just rotting away. And like we have to do something about it. And I, I think the reason why, and I'm gonna go to it, is because the city of Cleveland actually has a pretty good sport uh, sports atmosphere. Like you got the Cleveland Indians, right, who, who made it to the World Series. You got the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are the number one team in the Eastern Conference right now. So I, I think the Cleveland Browns are saying we gotta start doing something right. So you're saying Cleveland's like on, almost on the verge of being the next Boston. It could be. I'm not saying it is now, but it could be. They just got to get their head on right with the Cleveland Browns because then you're talking Cleveland actually is a pretty good sports town. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Maybe if the Browns. If the, yeah, that's don't what he's saying. If the Browns, if they, they turn it around. It's going to take four or five years. Yeah, it's, to it's, and I think, and, and, that, and to credit Cleveland's current uh, situation, I know they got rid of uh, Ray Farmer, their previous GM, and they brought in sort of. How uh, old's LeBron? 30, 32. 31? 32? 32. He 32? just start, start okay. So, yeah, he still has a couple years. Yeah. So, once four years comes right. out. Right. <laughs> LeBron will be gone. I think. No, LeBron's going to be a tight end for no, the Cleveland Browns. No, but then you, you have. Yeah, Indians will probably suck by then. Who knows? But I think, just going back to my original statement about the Browns, I think they realize that this is sort of a five-year plan. You're not going to fix the Browns overnight. Oh, obviously. I think, every, I think, I think everybody I, knows know, that in the world. But, but you know what? I guess Ray Farmer didn't know that because no, he, right. didn't he select Johnny Manziel? Yeah. It's like, what, what was your plan there? Uh, you're he, taking a guy that's a ticking time bomb that everyone doesn't expect to do anything in the NFL. Well, his plan was, we already suck. We might as well just keep on sucking. Yeah, so just, I, so. just keep going down the tube. So I think yeah. this is the Cleveland Browns right now saying, listen, we're not going to be a playoff team next year. We're not going to be a playoff team the year after that. We have Hugh Jackson. We like him. We trust him. And he's in it for the long haul. And we're just basically looking three, four, five years down the road. And by then, we'll have stockpiled all these picks. And maybe then we'll be able to uh, compete for the AFC North. Because guess who's going to be gone in the AFC North? Ben Roethlisberger? Probably gone. Joe three, Flacco. Years. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco about probably yeah. gone. Uh, oh, who else is in the AFC North? I'm blanking. Uh, Andy Dalton? He sucks. Yeah. Okay. So Red Rifle. So uh, now all of a sudden, you're looking three, four years down the road. You're looking at the AFC North. It's like, hey. 
if we play our cards right, we might actually be able to do some stuff here. We might be able to be 500. Yeah. We might, and we, you know what? The, the AFC North is probably going to suck in a few years yeah. because Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers are going to have to rebuild unless they get some quarterback in free agency. They're going to have to rebuild. Yeah. Andy Dalton, I mean, he's not even a factor. Joe Flacco, please. I mean, he's, he had that one good year in the playoffs or two good years in the playoffs because he won the Super Bowl the year before but or two years before um, the Patriots beat him in that one year that he was having great playoffs. But the point is the AFC North is going to suck in a few years, oh, well. and the Browns will be in a perfect position to be one of the teams that can win that division. Well, Ashish, right now they're heading in the right direction. The reason why I say it is because um, I, I think the most prominent position, bes- I mean, uh, side of the football, besides like the quarterback position, it's important. It's a fo- uh, quarterback-driven league for sure. But defense is where it starts. And the Browns have the right mindset because they're trying to definitely bolster that defensive line. You know, by adding, I think they're going to pick the defensive end out of, um, you know, uh, Texas A&M, Miles um, Garrett, I think it is. Oh, yeah, number one, yeah. So They're not going to trade that pick. No, they won't. They won't trade it because they they need that defense to keep, keep adding. And and if you have you know Jamie Collins and you got Joe Hayden who's going to be sticking around, they they have something to build off of. So I, I think that they just need um, to get by. I would say for the next two to three I th- I years. I think their their baby steps are they're taking baby steps. Yes. And their first one is let's just be competitive in our own division. Forget trying to make it to the Super Bowl. Forget try, I mean, the first step: win the division, make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. And if we lose wildcard weekend four years in a row, at least that's progress. At least we're winning games. At least we're winning our division. And you know what? That's why they're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing right now. They're stockpiling picks, and they're putting themselves in a position where they can go to the Patriots and be like, hey, we'll give you the number 12 pick and the second rounder we just got from Houston. Give us Garoppolo. Because if you look at it, they'd be getting two first-round picks. Because right now I think Jimmy G would be a first-round pick the way he played last year and his potential. And then they're going to get that defensive end. So they do have the right mindset. And that's the only way to get a quarterback is you're not going to draft the quarterback first overall. I think that's stupidity. Whoever has that in the mock draft, get rid of it. Because I think they're going to you know, try well, to – this year at least. Uh, yeah, this, that's what I'm saying, this year. Because I think they're trying to add to their defense. And then, like you said, if they could somehow trade – and I think Brian's right. I think they got the second-round pick from Houston so that they can add it to the trade with the Patriots – to get Jimmy right. G. And then that's in next year's second round. Exactly. That's that, I mean, rather next year's draft. Right. It's not this year's second round. No, pick. but they have a ton of picks moving forward. I, I forgot the number, but it's asinine. It's like the Celtics, but the, but the Browns are actually going to use them in trades. Yeah. So, so <laughs> with that being said, the Browns really have something to build off of, and that's because their head's on right, and they're, they're looking towards the future, and uh, that's what you have to do if you want to build a, a successful franchise. 603-883-9900. Quick break here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire.